If you pray to patron saints of particular causes for their intercession for you or loved ones, have you ever asked for a happy death? Who's the patron of that? I'm Sheila Logminas. You're in the Forum. Sheila talking about death again, you may wonder, if you heard the last podcast before this one. Good question, but I have a good answer. I have a good reason. I'll tell you in a minute. But first, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I hope you will. And after the open, give it a few seconds or so during a pause before it picks up and continues because the music bed fell out of the open and bam, a little bit of silence. We can all use silence, but I didn't program that in. So consider it a time for... A deep and calming breath. We can use that. So, especially yesterday, I was thinking about this. I want to share it with you. I was rushing to get to an appointment and running a bit behind. No no shortage of those days where I'm running a bit or more than a bit behind. But it's a work in progress. I'm trying to always be on time. That's a virtue, right? When I was rushing, the thought came to me very clearly. Don't rush. Slow down. Be safe. You'll hear in my last podcast a good reminder of why we should always and everywhere be paced, mindful, attentive, and always practicing safety measures. People take that for granted. We probably all do. Even on highways and roadways, notice how much more people seem to be in a hurry these days, at least to me. We need to slow down, take it easy, save lives, maybe your own. But when our time comes... It will help that we've put in some time before then praying for a happy death. Maybe a thought strange to many people, but an important one. I brought that up before last episode, but only later thought that I should have recommended praying to St. Joseph. Among his many titles, one is patron of a happy death. What does that mean? Mostly, a happy death comes from the peace that comes with the grace of the sacraments. Non-Catholics may be asking, what are sacraments? their actions of the Holy Spirit at work in the church. As the church teaches, and as a primer, there are seven. Baptism, confirmation, Eucharist or communion, confession, or otherwise known as penance or reconciliation, matrimony, holy orders, and anointing of the sick. But when we or loved ones pass through the veil between this life and the eternal, that's when a peaceful passing is so needed and desired This has been coming to me more lately, or for a while, maybe because of how many people I know or know of who have died suddenly, unexpectedly, or as expected, but still, leaving a void in this life for loved ones, and the grief and loss lingers. They wonder, where are they now? That's understandable. We wonder that. What's it like where they are? What can I do with this sadness I can't shake now that they're not here? Ah. That's sad, I know, but far more tolerable for people who believe the words of a funeral liturgy that life has not ended, it has only changed. Tolerable for people who will, who believe we'll all be reunited with loved ones in unimaginable joy in eternity if they live and die well. I remember the late great journalist Robert Novak talking about his conversion to the Catholic faith. I'll never forget that. It was a long time ago. But I haven't forgotten it. Made an impression on me. He hadn't practiced any religious faith for decades, but started going to Mass with his wife in the early 1990s, regularly. 
Novak said the turning point came when he visited Syracuse University to lecture. Among his dinner table companions was a young woman student wearing a cross around her neck. Novak asked her if she was a Catholic, and she asked him the same. Novak said he had been going to Mass each Sunday for the last four years, but had not converted. She replied, Mr. Novak, life is short, but eternity is forever. That chilled Novak. He said he felt the Holy Spirit in that encounter. When he told his wife, they decided it was time to convert. So he did. In 1998, Novak was baptized into the Roman Catholic Church. But his face in recalling all this in an interview later, particularly the serious remark the young woman student made, showed the impact that encounter had on him. I saw that interview. I saw that look. I never forgot it. Over the past couple of decades, particularly the past several years, it's become harder for people to talk about faith and religion and its impact on their life in any public way. The key is any public way. Mostly, they're reluctant to, especially Catholics, it seems, for some reason. Those of you who know my work in media over the years know that for most of it, I've covered politics, law, medicine, bioethics, academia, the arts and culture, faith and reason, Through guests I've interviewed, I've covered teachings of faith and religion and their impact on lives, hearts, and souls. More celebrities are publicly witnessing to the way faith has changed their lives, and they're unapologetic about sharing that central role their beliefs and practices play in their lives. I've noticed that, lately especially. People can refute what a church or religion teaches, but they can't change the truth of it. They can reject faith claims, but they can't take your personal story of faith from you. The Bible passage from Romans chapter 10 has come back to me a number of times lately, or longer than lately. Essentially, right after it says that everyone who calls on the Lord will be saved, it then asks, how are people to call on him in whom they haven't believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they haven't heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men preach unless they're sent? In other words, if not us, then whom? Preaching doesn't need to mean homilies at Mass or sermons in other religious services. Storytelling is sharing joy, hope, grace, and love, even pain, but the overcoming of pain, invincible love. I like also a lot the passage in 1 Peter chapter 3. I've shared that a lot. I've inscribed my book when I've signed it for people with that also. 1 Peter chapter 3. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Just living what you believe can attract people around you to notice your gentleness and calm courage and kindness, some serenity that comes from beyond what they can see. You may remember that NBA great Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter crash in California in 2020 with his daughter Gianna and seven others. You may not have heard that he and his daughter had attended morning mass before leaving for that fateful trip. Receiving communion, the Eucharist, is powerful beyond what we can know. It's part of the anointing people receive when they're blessed to receive it, either in danger of death or when facing major health issues or procedures. Look at the story of young Carlo Acutis. Now, blessed Carlo Acutis, on his way to sainthood in the Catholic Church as a great witness to faith and the joyful sharing of it. Modern, he's a modern saint for our times. He's best known for documenting Eucharistic miracles around the world and organizing them, assembling them and organizing them in a website he created before his death from leukemia at the age of 15. 
He was known by peers for his computer skills, but look how he put them to work, because he was also known for his cheerfulness and deep devotion to the Eucharist. That became central to his life, and no doubt a very happy death or passing through the veil. There are so many saints, both ancient and modern and in between, so many witnesses to faith, hope, and charity, both old and recent, better or lesser known. We're better for knowing about them, appealing to them for help in our needs. One of my favorites has been Teresa of Avila, who herself went to St. Joseph for his intercession. She claimed it never failed. Her appeals never went unanswered. Maybe not in the way she asked, but she knew they were answered. Here's her well-known so-called bookmark prayer. But she, she did write this. They just call it a bookmark prayer. Something to leave you with for now. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Amen. Talk to you soon again here in the Forum.